Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about cell phone issues and really how they affect your marriage. And honestly, one of the biggest reasons why we're talking about this is because they, they have a massive role in marriages. Oh, yes. And so, I mean, Tommy, are you really talking about the little things that we have attached to us of some sort almost at all times? You think that those cause marriage problems? Maybe. Mm, maybe. Mm. We'll see. Let's talk know. about it. You know, and I honestly, I can't tell you how many people a week I do talk to that phones and electronics has caused massive division between them. You know, truthfully, in our society, we have an electronic on us just about any given point in time. You know, even kids, kids have electronics, they have tablets, they have all, you know, so electronics are here most certainly and we're constantly being pulled in different directions you know having so many different demands on our attention and now more than ever like we're constantly being bombarded with information and you know i don't know how many people actually realize that there are so many extremely well-paid like scientists that are paid just to keep your attention for a few more seconds like they're paid just to capture your attention for just a little bit longer. Like that's their whole goal is to like suck you in, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah, so the majority of people, honestly, like here is what she's saying. Like people think that they have communication issues. People think they have communication issues. They say they have communication issues and you know, they want to know like, well, are these little devices a part of it? So we're going to be talking about really three main topics today. We're going to talk about do electronics cause major marriage problems we're talking about, do you have unhealthy relationship with electronics? And then also, what is a healthy relationship with electronics? So we're yeah. going to be talking about all three of those today. So let's get rolling. And so do electronics cause marriage problems? You know, and in that aspect, like we can't say like yes or no, because it's really, it's not the devices themselves 
And most certainly, you know, you, you don't have to go off grid and live like a super isolated no. life where you have no electronics in order to have a healthy marriage, right? So, you know, Tommy and I both have our electronics. We both have like computers, cell phones, like those types of things. Yeah, and for the record, we're we're online business owners. So, and if we can have a healthy relationship with electronics, than anyone can. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things is it's, it's not the phone. That's the problem. It's the user, right? Like it's just, it's just like guns, like guns. It's not the gun that jumps up and kills people. It's the one using it and what the intent is. And same thing with cell phones. It's not the phone. That's the problem. It is who is using it, what they are going through, what their intent is and their struggles. Right? So I like to give a little example. Cause I was talking with a gentleman the other day on the phone and, you know, I asked him, I said, well, you know, do you talk and see your wife daily? And he told me, he's like, well, I see her, but you know, she doesn't look up. Like she's sitting on the couch. She comes home, goes and sits on the couch and then stares at her phone almost all night. Then she gets up, gets ready for bed and then goes to bed. So she's physically there, but not actually present. Yeah. Who does that remind you of? <clears throat> what, you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm about to yeah. say, like you. Yeah. That used uh, to be me. Uh, I would just, you know, I would be on it all the time and we'll explain why, but that was one of the, one of the things that we struggled with in the relationship. And don't get me wrong. Both of us were on electronics quite a bit. Yes. Um, so I'm not just pinpointing one of us or the other, blaming one person on this because we don't believe in just saying one person is the problem. But like what I'm saying is like, there's going to be things that like are going on on a deeper level, obviously that you have to understand on why they're doing that. Oh yeah, because it you know Tommy's zoning out on his phone all the time and constantly being on his phone. Yeah, that was a problem, but it wasn't the problem, right? No. And just another example, like I was talking with you know a lady the other day, and she was telling me that you know her husband doesn't even look at her anymore. She's like, I'll walk in the room and he doesn't even look up and look at me. She's like, I might get a glance here and there in my direction during a conversation, possibly. However, he's on his phone and he's messaging people. And, you know, I know he's on like Instagram and some other like social media thing. So I know he's looking at, you know, other people and having conversations. And so not only is he physically there, but not present, but he's actually replacing reality with fiction, with the false reality that people start to create when they're spending not much time in social media and those aspects. And they're, you know, they're looking up all the, the people. And by the way, with AI, like... You really don't know who's real and who's not of like their profile pictures, like all these little fake. AI is, fake. AI, AI is artificial intelligence, just in case. Yeah. People don't like know. The, you know, all these like bikini pictures and like those types of things. A lot of them are fake people. And then other of them, they're just unhealthy individuals. But in this aspect of, you know, so the husband's just sitting there, you know, zoned out and, you know, don't get me wrong. Like looking at, that that's wrong, right? Obviously like that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. But not only is he just not physically there, but he's also replacing reality with, with fiction. And just to be honest here, it's not just looking at people of the opposite sex on social media. That is a problem, right? Or, or being on your phone. If you are spending your time like hours and just life, just on your phone, zoning out, jealous of what you don't have jealous that you're not living you're you know someone else's life that you're following and just like oh i wish that was me like both of those are terrible like, or, or also like just diving into it may not be like you know you know admiring someone else's like stuff but you might be like just diving into things and just being like you know just bring kind of like 
A zombie. Zombie, just brain dead, just, you know, going out of it, right? Because there's a lot of reasons for this, but there could also be that too. And by the way, we're not saying, so I know a lot of people are going to do this, but uh, don't send this to your spouse in, it's okay if you send it to your spouse, but don't send it to your spouse in a way where like, it's like, see, see, I told you, it's like kind of like you nudge your spouse in church or something like that. Don't do that. Right. That's just going to cause them to be defensive and blah, blah, blah. don't, don't do that. And so in this aspect, like do electronics cause marriage problems? We see it all the time that they are causing marriage problems, but it's really the relationship with them. That's the problem. It's not the electronics themselves. It is the relationship with the electronics that is a problem, right? So it depends if the person is a healthy individual or not, because healthy individuals have electronics and they're not a problem. And then if you're an unhealthy individual, most likely there's going to be a problem of some sort. Also, people might come in here and say, well, like if someone is like a, like, I don't know why people do this. Like it, it's so retarded. It's like the definition of a fixed mindset, but like they'll say like, well, if someone's a porn addict or sex addict or whatever like this like you know they might be addicted at, at one point but then people like label them that permanently well they're all if they're an alcoholic they're always gonna be an alcoholic they're just in remission for the rest of their life no like god it's doesn't not a disease it's not a disease it's so freaking stupid it's not a disease stop saying that and i don't give a crap if you don't you know agree with this i don't care yeah and that so you know when you're like on there because we see that all the time like well they're, they're just a sex addict and they're just you know that's why they're on there you know liking all these you know, inappropriate pictures and having those comments and stuff. And it's, you know, I know it's just like their struggle. And it's like, no. Um, They're not a label. Like, God no. doesn't just be like, oh, I created man, woman, and then sex addicts. <laughs> like, he did, I create man, woman, and then narcissist. I create man, what? He doesn't do that. No. People have issues, a lot of trauma and stuff they haven't dealt with. Almost everybody, I wouldn't say almost everybody that we come and help has those things. Oh, yeah. Well, certainly. And so, you know, don't cling to things like that and to excuse bad behavior and be like, oh, it's okay. Like, I understand. Right. And like, no, you, you don't want to just be like, oh, it's okay. Like, that's not okay. And there are ways to fix it and fix it without being like, oh, it's just a disease. So now here's how you analyze. And we want to ask you, like, have you asked yourself some, some questions of like, do you have an unhealthy relationship with electronics? So as we dive into this, have some true honesty within yourself of like, Hey, is this me? Like, do I have an issue? Yes. We all want to typically point to our spouse. I know when we were in our darkest hour, anything I listened to, saw, heard, read, it was all like, Oh, Tommy, this is Tommy. Mm-hmm. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Well, you got but. three <laughs> fingers pointing back at yourself. You're not God's gift to this earth. I'm sorry to tell you that that was Jesus. So like when it so comes we all to, have issues, just yeah. be honest with yourself. It could be your spouse as well, but just have some true self-reflection. That way you can have your own personal growth as well. Yeah. So some signs you have an unhealthy relationship with your device. Number one, do you feel that you have to have your device all the time? That sounds like common sense. Like that'd be obviously the first one. Well, it is, right? Because it is common sense. Like, do you have to have your device at all times, right? And if you have trust issues in the relationship, then there's probably something else going on there. Possibly there could be. So I know when we were going through that, we had our device all the time. Yeah. And so with that, you know, if you put your phone down and you go into the other room, do you freak out and go in the other room and get it and come back and get like, have your phone? Like, is it within like your, your reach at all times? That's, that's a pretty big sign that you have an unhealthy relationship with your device. Yeah. Also like people, here's the thing, like people think peace, joy, happiness, all that is like an external circumstantial thing, but it's not, it's internally cultivated um, and externally cultivated, but it's like, it's not by your external, it's not by your, you know, environments. It's by what's going on internally with you. 
because I mean, look at Paul and Joe and everything. Like he had a ton of peace and happiness and everything was praising worship and all that stuff. And he had peace. So it's not dictated by external circumstances, dictated by internal things, which leads me to also pointing out that when it comes down to, you know, electronic devices, like it's not about, it's not about going into this and like saying, Oh, well, everything else is bad. It's not like you have to understand, like when it comes to the electronic devices that, that it's about also like what's going on internally with the person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so another sign of if you have an unhealthy relationship with your electronics is do you have to have it locked and secured where no one, not even your spouse can see it, right? Is it like coded up? No one can have access to it when you set it down, like it's upside down, like those types of things, right? And so don't get me wrong. I will say that we do have locks on our phone as well. However, we know each other's passwords. We have access to them. We, we only have locks to keep our kids out from playing pranks on us. <laughs> yeah. And they still somehow managed to get in. But yeah. that being said, like another one is like, do you spend countless hours on it? Right? Like, do you spend hours and hours and hours? You may, and most people say, well, no, I don't. Well, if you don't, if you say you don't, you probably do, but like, maybe not. Maybe you just leave it. Maybe you're one of those people that have the flip phone still. I don't know. But like most people have a smartphone. And so, or even smartphone, we have watches now that are like smart watches and you so many things are electronics to get yeah. lost in. And so when we're saying electronics here, like that means your tablet, your computer, because they all are pretty interchangeable because you can connect and you message people on all of them and just zone out beyond all of them all across all platforms. But so for those of you who are like, mm, I don't think I spend a lot of time. And even if you think you do, here's a true honest moment. Go to your home screen and actually go click and like go into your settings and look up your screen time. What does the actual data say? You know, what is, how much time does your phone have recorded that you were on your phone? How much time was actually spent on social media? Those are some big aspects, right? Also ask yourself, are you hiding things on your phone? I'm not going to lie. When we were in our darkest hour, there was lots of things I was hiding on my phone. Yeah. I fell into all of these categories, right? right? Like I had, to, I kept my phone on me at all times. It was like super locked, never left down to, to be touched. And, you know, I was on it all the time and I was hiding things. Yeah. Does it mean that if someone's like on their phone all the time that they're cheating? Maybe, maybe not. It just honestly, no, not everyone, but some people, yes. So it just honestly just depends. It's yeah, not, there's more there. It's not a definite is what I'm saying. But like, are you on your phone when you're also talking to it with a person, right? I've seen people, this annoys the living crap out of mm -hmm. me. And I, and I get, I get where it's coming from because like people will like, I used to do this cause it's like, it comes from an insecurity. Like they don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to like be in front of people, like stuff like that. Sort of, there's that aspect of it too. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like why am I even talking to you? You're wasting my time right now. Like you're just freaking playing on your freaking phone. And yeah. And so what we're talking about is like, you know, when you're in person, like, so you actually have a physical body of, of someone in front of you and they're trying to talk with you and you're having a conversation, but yet your phone's out and you're on your phone doing something. Yeah. It's like, mm, okay, that that's a very big sign of an unhealthy relationship. Right. And you know, this also filters in and caters into also during meals or dates. Yeah. And dates, you know, those are big aspects and I, we see this all the time. <laughs> We'll go out to eat, uh, you know, when we go out on our dates and when we do go out to eat for those and we'll see other couples and they're just sitting there and like, they'll both have their phone out and on their phone eating in silence on their phone. And I'm like, that's so awkward. Yeah. And, 
it's incredibly unhealthy, right? Like one of our household rules is actually like we don't have phones at the table. And I love it. The kids love it. Like It's great. It actually makes us talk in person. And if, if something's brought up, it's like, hey, I want to show you. Guess what? It's going to be after dinner because right now we're just talking and just face to face, like without anything else. Yeah, also, I want to note that like, so if you're going on dates with your spouse and trying to reignite that just so like thing that just happens magically, the spark, right? Air, using air quotes here. Like it's, it's not, it doesn't just happen, it's cultivated. But anyways, you go on these dates and stuff like that and you think that, oh, well, if we put down our phones and stuff, we'd be fully present, that's going to help. If you're already in a bad place, then no, it's not going to help. And oftentimes um, quality time just highlights all the disconnects and it's going to highlight it either way, phone or not there. So there has to be issues fixed at the core and foundations built or else that's not going to happen. Like all that's going to do is just come, help them come to the conclusion if they're already out the door almost that, hey, the connection's gone. It's dead. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. So I think just, we just need to separate. Yeah, just need to separate or, you know, maybe we just need to make each other miss each other. There's, there's so many mistakes people make here. But anyways, let's keep yep. going. And, you know, so in just in general, you know, an unhealthy relationship is just when you're to a time with anyone, whether it's friends, family, like your spouse, you know, your kids. I see this all the time. People are spending time, quote unquote, with their kids while they're sitting there on their phone in the same area area as your kids or family or friends, whatever, that is not spending time with someone. And in fact, it's incredibly rude. And especially when someone's talking to you and you're on your phone, it just shows that there is a massive unhealthy relationship and that there's also a lot of deeper things. Now, just to be clear here, there is a lot of deeper things going on. So this unhealthy relationship and all of these different aspects that we covered are really just a reflection that there's deeper things going on. It's not like, oh, just take away the phone or put a time limit on the phone and the problem's gonna be fixed. No, no, there's deeper things going on for sure. Also, let's clarify something. Like, what is an idol? Well, my definition is anything that you obviously place above God, but here's the thing, like anything that you cannot live without anything or one Let's just put it that way. In this case, it's the thing because we're talking about phones. But anything or one that you cannot live without, including your spouse, is an idol. And mm-hmm. it's above God. You have put in, that is in a place of an idol. And I cannot tell you how many people we see on a daily basis that have their phones or their electronics as an idol. You know, and they have to spend their money on the newest and the greatest and the accessories and their time. Time is the most valuable and precious aspect of that you can give someone. If someone gives you their time, it is worth so much more than anything else. So if, but there's so much that's spent on these devices and it's typically the last thing that's touched before people go to sleep. And the first thing touched when people wake up. Yes. So I want to hit on something there. Like if you can't respect your own time, in your own things, then how are you going to be able to respect other people's time? You're not, right? Uh, it's a big annoyance of mine of people disrespecting my time. Um, however, I know it's not a reflection of me. I know it's a reflection of them. Mm-hmm. So like boils down to it. It's stuff that's going on on an internal level. Yeah. And can you imagine just like the differences if, and so instead of like phones being touched last and first, like, you know, what if that time was spent like, Hey, hugs and kisses with my spouse and like connection without, you know, all of this other division and stuff, you know, what if, you know, that was the last aspect instead of the phone and facing the phone and, you know, y'all actually had conversation other than staring at phones, those types of things. And then 
you know, what would your life be like if you actually carried your Bible around like your phone? You know, no, not the online one. Don't be like, well, it's on my phone. And people have it on their phones, but most of the time it's not opened very rarely at all. And there is a difference between the physical and the online one. They're just not the same. But, you know, like we have to have our phones. But like how many people actually care around like the Bible, like the word, like what God's given us to turn to it, at all times? Like We don't carry that around, you know, in that aspect. And it's like, so what if you treated your Bible and your relationship with God like you do your phone? Yeah. What if you, the average person checks their phone or cell phone a hundred times a day while a phone addict would check an average of 900 times a day, 900 times a day. Can you imagine if someone checked their Bible, like every time they had something and just was reading through it 900 times a day, holy crap. Like <laughs> I don't even do that. Like 900 times a day, like, you know, but I do read for lot. about an hour a day. Uh, mm -hmm. I go through the stuff, but you know, 10% of my day, I de designate towards God. But like when it comes down to this, like, can you imagine if someone did that? Man, crazy, right? Yeah, it's just, it's just mind blowing. And just to also realize and put in that perspective of, you know, how much like we actually check our phones and as a society, and you know, we start this trend early with our kids as well. I see toddlers with cell phones, you know, and devices, and it's just like starting that in like they're just giving it to shut up. And like, it's these addictions of like, oh, I have to have a, this phone, this screen in this aspect. And so it's just embedded into our society. So you have to have that self-awareness for yourself in order to have change. So, you know, great self-reflection. Like if you panic without your phone, or if you'd rather be on your phone than making a live conversation at the dinner table or at events, or if you know you're turning to your phone for comfort, that moment that you feel awkward in a situation, all of those are idolizing and replacing God with the phone. You know, so it's not the phone itself. That's the problem. It's not electronics themselves. That's the problem. The phone is just a tool and it's awesome and very, very beneficial when it's used the right way. But if the tool is the master, there's massive issues that become. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like electronics aren't bad. Like people put all this like Oh, Facebook's the devil. Social media is the devil. Like, you know, the phone's the devil, right? Like, you know, like Bobby Boucher, it's the devil, right? Like, you know, boy. yeah, right. Like, you know, that's how old we are. But anyways, like they're going back to this, you know, none of it's the devil. Like the devil can use it. Yes. Just like anything else. But like when it comes down to it, like those things can be used for good. We've saved hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of marriages around the world and individuals and even their lives and help them go back to God too. Uh, just the other day, I heard that through someone I was a client currently, we saved their life right now. And so like when it boils down to it, like it's not th the, the platforms or the phone that's the bad thing. We don't just need to get rid of all these things. Some people just need to go off grid and get a cabin in the middle of nowhere and eat berries and fish. No, sure, I mean, cool, I guess you could do that, but it's not really adding value to the world whatsoever. Yeah. That being said though, like, you know, you can use social media as a platform to add value to a ton of people. You can use phones as a platform and a device and a tool to add value to a ton of people while having your life and having boundaries and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to be clear here, for those of you who have addictions of, you know, I'm addicted to to attention. So I, you know, message people of the opposite sex, or I like a bunch of pictures of the opposite sex, or, you know, I look at porn or whatever those addictions may be. If you think that just getting rid of the electronic will solve your problem, you are a hundred percent wrong. That is not fixing the problem. 
And the willpower, it will only last so long before you break. And then when that trust is broken again, it brings in a lot more hopelessness and defeat. You actually have to get to the root issues going on within yourself to figure out what's going on and address that head on. That way you're actually solving the problem and not slapping a bandaid on it that's not sustainable. Yes. So what is a healthy relationship with the phone? Well, number one, you don't have to have your phone all the time. That's obvious, right? That's when God comes before your phone, 100%. You know, he is your comfort, right? So God's your comfort. He is the one that helps you versus you going through live or to, to others, stuff like that. Like you have to understand like he can be your comfort. He can be your surrender. Yes. And so in that aspect, you know, that's a huge thing. You know, I know that there has been a massive shift within me of where I used to turn to like my phone for comfort and I would live through others, like through social media and like have that, like, you know, zone out. And, you know, one, it didn't bring any comfort. It actually brought a lot more of like jealousy and resentment and other things. But, you know, now, you know, when I have like different things going on, like it's God I turn to, it's not my phone. And we most certainly don't have to have our phone. We typically lose our phones quite often. Um, I put it down just because I don't have to have it. And I like that. That's my relationship with my phone is I don't have to have it. When I'm playing with my kids, half the time, I don't even know where my phone is. And if I do have it, most of the time there's music playing of some sort, right? So these are aspects of the, you know, you have a healthy relationship with your phone and you have control over your phone and not the other way around. Like that's a big aspect. Yeah. You could put your phone down without panic, right? So that's a big thing, which if you're doing stuff bad on the wrong end, then that's obviously needs to be fixed. And mm-hmm. there's deeper issues going on there too. It's not just, I heard someone say the other day, it was actually a client. He's new. It's okay. Uh, but he was saying that like, you know, the reason that I cheated was because she wasn't loving me and stuff like this and paying me attention. Like, dude, no. I was like, I, I told, I called about it on the whole call. I was like, you're wrong. hundred percent. I was like, that's not. And it's funny because when people, when we do get the deep rooted issues, they're like, oh, that makes wow. so much sense. This really had nothing to do with my spouse. It's all me. Right. So like when it boils down to it, you know, and also I'm just clarify there. I'm not saying that they don't have issues. When I say all me, I'm saying my own issues are all me. Like, or if I cheat, that's all me. Right. But I'm saying that they also also have issues they can work on too. Yeah. Course. It's not just one in the marriage. It's both. Yeah. You also like one of the other things is like you address the issues, you know, versus pretending they don't exist in the, in the online world. Right. That's a big one. That is what most people do is they want to pretend their problems don't exist. They have bad days. They don't know how to deal with the problems. So they turn to social media or whatever it is online and zone out. So a healthy relationship is when you face problems, you face the issues and you don't go into this false reality of where everything is perfect and living in this, you know, fantasy land. Like, no, you're actually present and you just know that waves are constantly going to hit in life because we were, we were never promised a perfect, you know, life with no waves. We were actually promised that, you know, there would be sin and there would be challenges and trials in those aspects, but it's how you respond in to, to them that makes the difference. And so that's a huge one. Also, a healthy relationship with electronics is you're able to have real face-to-face conversations with people in your life without turning and checking your phone, without looking on your phone, without having your face down. Yeah. And we get like when you're going through relationship issues with your spouse, the conversations could be hell on earth. I get it. Maybe that's because you don't know how to talk. Yeah. That's because, well, it's not, it's that's, that's a, no, that's a surface level issue. It's not just because you don't know how to talk. We could teach you how to communicate right now. But if you don't have the proper foundations built, it's gonna you're you're gonna fail 100 percent all the time. 
Like you're not, it's not going to be a permanent fix. You're just going to be a person using tools. Same person now is in the six months using tools, same tool, same person, no difference. So like when it boils down to it, like you have to understand that also, um, communication is key, but it's also used as a tool versus consuming your life too. So like you can use it as a tool, like for us, um, social, well, for me, I wouldn't say I, I, don't, I post some personal stuff on social media, but for the most part, social media is business media for me. So I don't treat it as to get on there and socialize and stuff like that. It's for just, you know, purely helping people. So. Yeah. And, you know, and my, mine has a little bit more um, just personal aspects, but that's just because like that's part of our life and we want to show you, you know, what a healthy life can look like as well in this aspect and how, you know, we actually do things together where we wanted to kill each other in the past. And now we, you know, do weekend adventures and do all kinds of things together. And we actually want to be together, which is a big deal. But when it comes to this healthy relationship with electronics, you know, not letting it consume your life is huge and not spending hours of time just lost in some type of app or some, some aspect of the phone. Like that's a big sign as well that you have a healthy relationship with your phone. You know, another one is, you know, when you're actually with your kids or your family, friends, you're present, like you're not zoned out. You're not sitting somewhere with your face down, just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like you're actually present. Yeah, I know what people are going to say here. So like the people that are disconnected with their spouse or their family or whatever it is. They're going to say like, well, we just have nothing in common. I don't know what to talk about. No, you just don't know how to communicate. I'm not saying that's the core issue. I know I just kind of if you, you might think I just contradicted myself. I'm not. You just don't know how to communicate as in like being able to effectively communicate with other people. You don't know how to draw things out. You just don't. It's just simply put, and you also have insecurities and a lot of fear going on inside of you. And you don't know how to show up confidently. And that's also an identity issue. So you got a lot of things going on that you don't understand. Oh yeah. And so there's people that I don't have a ton in common with, but let me tell you, I can talk to just about anybody. Right. Including me. And I'm in, you know, classified by worldly standards. And I use air quotes here, an introvert. Yes. Right. I can talk to literally anyone. And so these are big aspects. And I know I also want to include here that a healthy relationship is, you know, I know that I don't, I don't have anything to hide either. You know, so Tommy does have passwords to my, my electronics, to all of them. He has, I have passwords to his electronics and I cannot tell you how many countless times you know, over the past years that we have handed each other our phones to show something and turned around and like walked out and just like left our phones with it, like the other person. I do it to Tommy all the time. I'm like, here, look at this. And then um, I'm not saying I have the best attention span whatsoever. So um, I'll, I'll get bored while he's looking at whatever and I walk away. Yeah, <laughs> same thing here. I forget. I even left it with there. I'm like, where did you see my phone? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, yeah, you left it out here. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and so these are healthy relationships where, you, you know, you don't have to keep it protected and hidden and have this hidden life, you know, no, like there shouldn't be secrets between you and your spouse. That's a no go, you know, understand locking kids out or if you do something confidential in like, you know, as a work um, to not like let kids and stuff in it. However, you know, having to have it, it is completely unhealthy. So having this, these freedoms and not only that. I will tell you, because I used to be in a 24-7 hour on-call job, you know, when, like, back in the day. And with within that, when I had to answer my phone every time it rang, the stress and the anxiety and the pressure that came on, and it is so freeing to have an actual healthy relationship with my phone of knowing I don't have to have it. I don't have to answer. 
when someone calls, if I miss it, I can call them back, you know, and not being on demand where I can be fully present. That's it's so big. Yeah. Also, just for a side note here, just because you're at work and you have a work phone, you have a home phone. Um, I'm just gonna be very, very clear. Yes, it, your job may require that you text, um, say if you're a guy, a female or a girl, a male, because you have to work with different people, right? But at the same time, like you need to watch your boundaries there. Like there needs to, like if you're going back and forth on personal stuff and then like with a female and you're a guy or the opposite, right? Then that's not okay. No. Like it needs to be strictly business, strict boundaries. And, you know, I don't believe, I'm sorry, we don't believe in having, you know, friends like that. So like when it boils down to it, you know, you need to have boundaries in your marriage. That's not safe, especially if there's been some types of affairs or anything like that. So yes. that just, that just, we've seen so many, so many work affairs start like that. Mm-hmm. I'm So many, hundreds and hundreds. Yes. And so that's something to be cautious about and mindful of as well. But we really wanted to challenge you today and just like, and have this, you know, conversation. Cause I, I do hear, I hear so many people want to blame phones, but like, oh, it's the phones and it's the social media. And I'm like, no, it's the user. It's what's really going on. Like there's deeper things going on. Being addicted to your cell phone is just like any other addiction, whether you're addicted to food, alcohol, porn, whatever. They're all surface level issues. It's not the true issue going on. Is it a problem? Yes, but it's it's how you're actually treating the problem. It's not the problem. It's how you're treating the problem in these, these aspects. So we wanted to challenge you today and have some true self-reflection here. You know, not just sit here and be like, oh, that's my spouse. You know, like, cool if it is, you know, have that honesty. But honestly, have it more to yourself of like, hey, where do I fall in? How can I improve here? Yeah. Also, just want to clarify something here before we end this podcast. And that's, you know, if you are having trust issues in the relationship, which often, honestly, people that are having phone issues like this do. So, like, you know, when it comes down to this, like, if you're having those issues, then, the phone isn't the real issue. It's still surface level issue. The addiction isn't the real issue. It's surface level issue. They're watching porn. Whatever it is, still surface level issue. And here's the thing. Just even if they've talked to people already and it's been in the past, whatever, right? That doesn't mean you've healed from it. One, doesn't mean it's actually been processed the right way. We've had people come to us for fairs 20, 30 years ago and they still haven't gotten over them yet. Like a lot of them because they don't do it the right way. But just locking your phone, giving the passwords, Telling where you're at, your location, stuff like that. That transparency. That transparency, forgive and forget type mentality, like talking about it and then doing that, that's not going to work. No. That's not going to fix things. You may be on the high of an emotional roller coaster temporarily, but you will find you will fail, you will crash, and you will burn, and you will be in a living hell like we were. So I'm just telling you that's not going to work. You have to fix the deep-rooted issues at the core, build all the right foundations, and if you don't, I promise you, you will stay on that freaking emotional roller coaster and possibly and most likely end up divorced. And yeah. then the next one in your life, the next marriage, the next marriage. And they do repeat. And, you know, because you have to fix the deep issues. Like, if you don't, then you're just going to continue to attract the same things in the next relationship. You can't just replace the person and think that all the problems are going to go away. And, you know, we cover that a lot in a, another episode. But today we really wanted to hit on these electronics and how they play a role. And that is really not the electronic it's the deeper things going on and different aspects. So we love you and God loves you. And we want to see you have a blessed day and a healthy marriage. Yep. Have a good one. Love you guys. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. 
By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.